0: Hello, we're here at Momocon 2015. I'm happy to be joined by Sarah Ann Williams. Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for having me. How's Momocon treating you so far? It's
1: been really nice. Hey, again, people ask me what's my favorite thing. i like, I don't know about a favorite thing, but God, I love this con so much. It's such a good convention.
0: It's it's really well done. Uh, We know the people. Yeah, and the atmosphere is just really
1: nice, and everyone seems like it's real nice atmosphere, and everyone seems to be having fun and. I just like it here.
0: It's good. It's, it, it's growing all the time, and I uh, love, love where it's going, so I'm glad you're having a good time. Um, we'll get through the boring st- stuff first. What are some things that you're working on lately that you are able to talk about?
1: Um, what can I talk about? Um, Well, we're uh, we're finishing up some more Yuki Yuna is a hero, and um, gosh, it's kind of all I can talk about, like anything else. I mean, I can talk about it, but it's not. I'm not working on it right now. We, um, a lot of uh, Nagi no Asakata or A Lull on the Sea will be coming out, I think, uh, next month, actually. Excellent. Though we are, we are finished that up already, so I'm not really working on it, per se. Um, let's see here. Yeah, I don't... Anything else I can't quite talk about yet because it's not something that's been announced.
0: <sighs> that's all right. At least there's stuff coming down the pike, so we'll look forward to that. Well, let me ask, what was it that first drew you to acting?
1: I was an anime nerd, and I wanted to be in dubs. That was pretty much it, and I sort of learned and matured about it more, but at the time I was just like, I love anime, but I can't do, like, the Japanese side of stuff because, you know, they're not going to hire an American kid, but they bring it over and then they dub it, and I could do that, and I want to be in my favorite shows. And So that was sort of the seed, and then I sort of developed this appreciation for the rest of the business as opposed to just dubbing. Because there's a lot, there's a lot to appreciate. Just there's so much cool stuff to do in this business.
0: So what, what anime were you know were the ones that grabbed you
1: Sailor Moon. Nice. That that was my gateway anime. Like when I was like in second grade, and it was that, it was that old Deke dub, and yes. But oh man, I have a special place in my heart for that dub because it was like, ugh, I I just like wide eyed and just like what is this wonderful sparkly stuff, and it's so good, and <laughs> and it's not like the other cartoons I see. Like there's actual. Stuff in it and actual consequences. I mean, that's that's what I always liked about anime in general. Was that, and it, it's the point that it infuriated me with American cartoons that they didn't have it. Is that anime had consequences, right? Like, I mean, not so much now. Like, American cartoons are so much better now about actually like adding weight and stuff. Mm-hmm. But back then, it was sort of like you know, why am I supposed to be worried about? this character and their situation if I know in the end the status quo is going to be restored and everyone's going to be fine and yay they'll act like it won't hardly have even happened by the next episode you know it's like there's no weight in it for me I mean it could be fun but I sort of started to be like I want to feel the weight I want to, I want to feel like I want to feel concerned I want to be like legitimately worried sometimes that the danger is like legitimate you know and I just wasn't getting that from American cartoons but anime I was like Characters just died they're gone forever I like I was I'd never seen that and and it, i I wanted that I wanted consequences and some weight so I could actually feel like I cared and yeah so I'm glad I'm glad that American cartoons are doing that now like it started and even started back like like Superman the animated series mm-hmm. when they killed legitimately killed that cop in like the the dark side the dark side episode like he was just vaporized and I was like. That blew my mind because I'd never seen that in American shows. I was like, they—they legitimately just killed him. He's not coming back, and my mind was just blown because I was like, oh my god, we're finally getting this. Thank you. So yeah, like those are the shows. Like beside, like I was for a long time just like squirrely anime. But the shows that had some weight to them that I appreciated growing up, stuff like Gargoyles, which did have consequences, like, and still was for kids, but they sort of made it like, I can still care because there's weight to the what happens. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Like That was one of my favorite shows. And uh, Batman, the animated series, was awesome. And X-Men and Spider-Man, stuff like that, yeah. I may have just changed it off from what we are actually talking.
0: Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. People are more interested in hearing what you have to say than me, so it's perfectly fine. You can change it all you want. <laughs>
1: That's a mistake. You shouldn't be interested in me. I'm very, very boring. I just like to ramble.
0: It's, it's, well, it, it's funny that you talk about um, shows like Sailor Moon and, and shows of consequence because, of course, Malika Magica.
1: Yeah, I mean, because, yeah, even, even, even in its... That was sort of the, the inkling I started to get on how special anime was for me. Even back in the the Deke dub, when you know they they cut it up a lot and they right. they took, but I still could sense. I still could sense underneath it. I could still sense the the, the impact. And I'm like, I know there's stuff missing because I learned later. I was like, I know what's missing, but man, if it's still just impactful, even with some of that stuff missing, and that's sort of impressive considering. And so, um, yeah, from there, I so. Just the impact Sailor Moon had on me, and then stuff like you know Madoka, which came in, like sort of deconstructed it, and sort of was like, oh, what a troll that show was. <laughs> it was it was almost delightful how trolly it was. It's just like, oh, oh, you um you you want to see magical go? Okay, okay, oh, isn't it cute? They're all friends, and oh, they saved that lady from from falling. Isn't that nice? And oh, look, the second episode's over. Okay, third episode. Yeah, happy times are over. Yeah. It's just like, and that then. like, and we drop the mic. That,
0: that escalated quickly. And
1: just, and just to make it, just to make it even tougher, here's the real ending theme. Just to add to that fun impact.
0: It, it, was, it was, a masterful troll job. As, as it was as, funny.
1: Uh, I even, I even knew it was. Co- I knew what happened in that third episode. I sort of, well, sort of, I sort of heard like, apparently a character dies, and oh my gosh, it's such a thing. Like, all right, a character's gonna die in three. So I'm like, and even then, I was like, holy crap. I was
0: like, Jesus. <laughs> so, who would you say has had the biggest impact on your career, either in terms of someone who offered you encouragement or someone who, who helped you hone your abilities?
1: Um, gosh, I I looked up to Crispin Freeman a lot when I was when I was a anime fan because I always thought he was like one of the the top of the top anime. Dubber, dubber actors. He was, you know, he was really good, and yeah. he's one of the top ones. And I loved, I loved his voice to death. And I was just like, just such a huge fan. And like, I joined his, I joined like back when Yahoo Groups was still yeah. a thing. I was on his, I was on that Yahoo Groups posting site, and he would come post every so often. And um, yeah, I like, I liked, I liked reading about what he had to say about it. And then, gosh, when I moved out here, I even got yeah. to take some classes with him, and do something that was cool and it I was I was liked I liked his uh, philosophy on it and I always thought his classes I came out with something valuable in the end it was I recommend those classes to most people who ask me who to take classes with I'm like go to him too because his stuff's great and um Kyle A. who's you know uh, Gohan from DBZ and mm-hmm. Kamina like that just, just, just super, super nice guy. Like one of these, one of these guys. When I was like just fresh off the boat from Indiana and just right down here, and me and a friend randomly were like, "Do you want to go to IHOP?" And you know, he didn't even hardly know us at all, but he came and had dinner with us, and we could have been crazy people for all he <laughs> knew. But just, just so kind to come and and listen to us ramble at him and answer my questions. And he was one of the few people way back when I was just getting started who was willing to recommend to me. You know, to places that no one else would have recommended me to, and just, just nicest, just the nicest man in the world that you could ever hope to meet.
0: That's excellent. Now, we're we're starting to come into an interesting place in, uh, you know, in terms of of voice actors and anime voice actors specifically, where we're getting a generation of voice actors <laughs> such as yourself that were originally fans, and, and they sort of uh, have managed to. You know, reach, reach the, uh, the other side of the rainbow and, and find a pot of gold and I guess what I'm curious about is how has that sort of colored your interactions you know in events like this
1: um I guess it's just it doesn't surprise me like I know like I know hearing that there's a lot of
0: burpee. looking for burpee
1: yeah. burpee sorry I was like, "Don't burp on, don't burp on Mike." But um, <laughs> like I know I've heard stories from some some people who got real big in anime, saying how their first con they were like, oh, "This is like, just like, whoa, this is kind of crazy, you know." But I mean, again, I was a fan, so I'd gone to cons as a fan myself, so I wasn't really. It's like I know this, I know these people, I I know this, I know these people. I was the I was one of these people at one point. I was that awkward kid who like wanted to meet the voice actors and stuff. So it's like you know, and I. I was like, I'm not surprised by these cosplayers who come in with, like, extravagant, huge things that probably took them, like, ten weeks to build. Like, none of that surprised me. I was just like, I was like, hey, I'm back. Of course, now I can't, like, do whatever I want, but hey, it's nice to be back. It's excellent.
0: Um, let me ask, because I feel like acting is, is almost an inherent... Actors... You know, everyone's a red. You know, not everyone's necessarily the most interesting person in the world to talk to. Um but actors are, are semi inherently interesting because they choose a career path in which, you know, you're basically saying, I'm I'm choosing a vocation. I don't necessarily know for a fact that I will be able to make a living inside of said vocation. I may have to do other things, I may go for weeks, months without, you know, so much as an audition or a call. And I was sort of curious, um, you know, was was there a, a particularly difficult time that comes to mind where you think, well, I don't know if this is going to work out? Were you always confident that that something was going to work out for you? And if there was, you know, some difficulty, how did you manage that?
1: Oh no, I have felt that. I have felt that way a lot. I still feel that way sometimes. Where it's just like, it's like, am I gonna, am I ever gonna be like able to make this a career? Career? I, I still, I still work a, a side job from home, but. Just because I need the extra income helps, and so yeah, I still work a side job, and it's always a goal of every voice actor to finally be able to like I can quit that job and I can just do voice acting. But thankfully, my side job is, is since it's from home, it's great; it barely even interferes for, with my voice acting, so I still can do. I just I don't feel like stifled by it. Like at one point, I was working at a grocery store, and that was kind of oh, a pain I in agree. the butt. Like that was sort of like oh god, juggling sessions and stuff, and trying to audition. Is, Man I'm tired But now I'm not I'm, This doesn't nearly Wear me down as much So it's great um, But you know Like That's the that's the toughest thing To learn And it's something you need Is patience Because this can take a, It can take a long time Like I'm five years into it And I think my speed Is actually sort of A rare thing Considering um, I think I just got Really lucky But um, yeah I, t- There's so many things And there's all that Self doubt When you, you Be like like I'm here and I'm 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 good. Here's my here's my demo reels and stuff. And everyone's like, Oh, great! We'll we'll let you know. And you know, you see all these other people auditioning for stuff, and you think, Oh, I could do that too. You know, it's like, Well, you, you, why won't you give me a chance? And you think am i just not good enough? Do they just not need me? Do I not have a place in this industry at all? Because there's already so many people and it's so small sometimes. And you know, it's just that's tough to just sort of wade through and be like, gotta be patient. Just gotta wait, gotta wait, gotta make connections, gotta, you know, cause you, you, it's, it's, it's expected now. You can't just expect people to want to let you in if, if it's a project and they, time is money and money is time. And, you know, you've got to prove your mettle and make sure you're not going to be a waste of their time and a waste of their money. And it's, it's long, it's a waiting game in the end. It's a waiting game and it's a number game. And all you have, most, most things that I've learned is I, matter how long it takes if you just can stick it out and wait and keep working and keep making contacts it will happen just sometimes it stinks if it takes a long time but it will happen like it's sort of unrelated but I remember reading a story about a woman I wish I could remember her name because it was such a good article a woman who who was in like a was an actress she she didn't book anything I think she started when she was at least in her early her 20s or so she didn't book a single role until she was 55 but it was a really good role like a really good show in and in like a, a secondary major role too like she's in a lot of episodes but it took her till she was 55 but man she there's patience she she worked and she she worked and worked and auditioned and probably got rejected a lot and finally it paid off and it's so worth it because even if it took that long it it, it paid off in the end and Sometimes that stinks. Like, like I don't know. Some people I don't know if they'd be willing to wait that long. Like some people I think might maybe say like, oh, it's been, it's been so so many years. You know, I just haven't made any headway. I think I'll do something else. But if you really, and no, I'm not gonna blame anyone for that. It's like you know, a lot of people have said to me, and I've heard them say to other people, it's like if you can do. Oh, you want to be a voice actor? Okay, is there anything else you want to do? <laughs> then you should go do that instead. Because it can be very thankless and it can be very, very very heartbreaking. And it's a lot of rejection and a lot of being told, no, we don't want you. So I totally don't blame anyone. There's It's like, you know, I don't feel like doing this anymore. So, yeah. So you have to decide. You have to decide yourself. It's like... It's like is this the thing I want to do it's like, is this the thing I'm going to wait for and wait for and wait for no matter what or do I think I should or do I think that I would be more fulfilled saying you know what give it a try time to go move on to something else
0: excellent story so thank you
1: it's um, <laughs> like ah I ramble so much I can't hardly keep a coherent narrative. As if I'm like, my narratives kind of go. Nah, ah, ah, ah. I'm waving my hand. By the way, audience, you can't see it's the <laughs> it's a mic thing. But I'm sort of like wishwash, wish, time wo- wibbly wobbly Doctor Who stuff.
0: <laughs> um, well, let me ask. We talk a little bit, you know, about your interest in anime. Are there any other hobbies or interests that you have outside of just acting? And-
1: um, I consider myself a gamer. Though I wouldn't say maybe I'm not like you know. Maybe not like the proper definition, but I love me. I love me video games. I like hor- I love horror games, like a lot. My God, I love my horror games. Um, it's just, it's been hard to like, especially since I literally just I just moved to a new place, and I'm still trying to set up all my stuff. And I really want to get my Xbox set up again because I want to finish Dead Space 2 So mostly I've been playing shorter, simpler stuff on my computer, and I'm just like, man, I don't want to... I was like, the casual stuff is so much easier, but I really want to buckle down and get some of the stuff that I should be playing again, like, uh... I need to finish Binding of Isaac, and I need to finish Don't... I can't finish Don't Starve. Who finishes Don't Starve? (laughs) But I need to play that some more, and, um... Yeah, I sort of, sort of also to pass the time, I've been downloading a lot of stuff from Game Jolt, just whatever interests me. Mostly horror stuff again, because I just like horror. Um, see, do, um actually I actually Sherlock like Holmes a lot. I got into that a couple years ago. It was weird. I was, I was sick in bed and I was bored out of my mind and... I suddenly randomly started. I started reading Sherlock Holmes fan fiction, and I was like, "Wow, this is actually really good." And so I looked up the real stuff, and I was like, "Wow, this is really good." And I totally got into Sherlock Holmes a lot, so I like that too. Um, what else doing? I like old. I like old movies, though I haven't seen a lot recently
0: because. Any, any favorite uh, classic actors?
1: Uh, Marlene Dietrich or Marlena Dietrich. I forget how I pronounce I always pronounced that wrong. I know. But she was uh she was in a uh, witness for the prosecution, and she had that heavy German accent. God, what a cl- she's so classy. I love, I love, <laughs> I love. I just love the way way she'd look at the camera. And um uh, what was that one? Trying to think of that one. Joan Crawford. I like Joan Crawford. And um, there was that movie, The Women. They remade that at one point, and it was not good. But the old one was really cool. and Oh, this is a Humphrey Bogart. You know, Jimmy Stewart. I like the Hitchcocks. I loved. I love that one Hitchcock movie, uh, *Rear Window*. Grace Kelly. Oh man, she was classy too. She was just awesome and everything. So yeah.
0: Excellent. Well, before we let uh, before we let you go, I want to talk to you a little bit about. Um, I think it was maybe two years ago. Um, the Evolution Tournament Series uh, did a charity fundraiser for breast cancer awareness um, to try and determine what the final game featured at Evo was going to be, and of course Skullgirls was was among one of the uh, leading candidates. I wanted to just... Uh, the the Skullgirls community, as well as uh, the actors like yourself, Aaron Fitzgerald, uh, Daniel McCray, all of you were really into uh, the fundraising efforts. I wanted to, to sort of get your input on what that experience was like.
1: Oh, that was, that was a great experience, and, you know, it, we all of us who have worked and voiced on the game we like we're, we maybe we're biased because we worked on it but we love we love the property so much we genuinely all love the property and and we love the world and we really wanted to help it go to Evo and get some attention because we believe that the game is that good and should and more people should know about it and it should get more recognition and it was tough though because we were going up against the Smash community and just by proxy the fact that it is Smash Brothers they probably outnumbered they probably outnumbered the Skullgirls community by like ninety to one or something. You know, but but that that was a testament to how awesome and strong the Skullgirls community is that they probably the Smash community probably was not expecting us to even to even come close. Like to even to even make a dent. But man, we we, we rallied those troops and we were just like right on top of them. And and the fact that I think the fact that we had to make them work for it in the end, like I remember those final moments when we were like ahead of them a little bit and then they dropped a couple then and then a couple high high donations dropped on their side and we were like, oh man, but but the fact that we had to make them work for it in the end was kind of amazing and I don't think I don't think anybody anybody in the fighting game and community in general expected such a strong response from us and I think that's part of why that's part of why EVO gave us gave uh, Skullgirls that official side tournament because they they realized that man we do have presence we have presence and we showed it and I was it was sort of sad that it got I I read a little bit about um, it got real salty between between the two communities you know because. Right. You know, they're both really, really passionate communities, and they really wanted their game to go. And so there was a lot of there was a, little, a bit of anger going. And I know, I know some of the Smash community got kind of upset because me in particular, um, I started tapping some of my uh, voice actor friends. It's like, hey, do you mind uh, tweeting your support if you feel up to it? You know, like and because i'm friends with uh, i friends with a couple of people in Sma- uh, street fighter 4 uh-huh. like for some of the streams to uh, raise money i was like i grabbed Kyle my Kyle Bear, who's you know Ryu i was like Kyle do you mind do you mind coming down in a insane saying you know and i grabbed my friend Michael Coleman who's um Cody mm-hmm. for one thing and you know he was a great he was a great hit that night they they loved him to death cuz Coleman's awesome and yeah and i i think they that i think they said like that's cheating you know it's like I don't think there's anything against the rules to just have them say hey if you want to do it. But I mean, yeah, I mean like cuz I just but I wanted to help that much. That's why I went out of my went out like that to be like, let me see who I can see who's willing to help us out just to just to say support, you know. Cuz I don't cuz they also I don't they didn't donate anything themselves. I think that might have been against the rules to for if for them to do that, but you know. So I don't so in the end, yeah, but in the end, that was a lot of money raised, and I was just so shocked because um the I can't I'm blanking on the exact name of the charity right now. Like it's the pink ribbon one, and I feel stupid that I can't uh, remember G. it. Yes, yes, I, I think so. Yes, because at one point I was so shocked that they uh, they tweeted at Skullgirls at one point, and they're like, "Who are the Skullgirls, and how can we work with them?" And I'm just like. <laughs> I was like, whoa, did we become like advocates? I was like, I didn't even realize, you know? So it was like nice that that much that much money got raised. And in the end, it still worked out, you know? Even though Skullgirls didn't win, we still, it still got that official side tournament and a lot of nice recognition. So it was, I think it was win win for everyone.
0: Absolutely. And, and really admire all the work that, that you and, and your fellow voice actors did and raising that money. I yeah, it's really a tremendous name.
1: Yeah, and I love Aaron Fitzgerald's wonderful rallying cry, for the boobies! <laughs> for the boobies! <laughs> like, that was amazing.
0: Well, Sarah, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and hope you enjoy Momicon, and hopefully we can see you again sometime. Thank you very much.